Ladies and gentlemen, we are live here for the Sports Attention Podcast. I'm your host, Grego. I'm here with my co-host, Potty. Potty, how you going, mate? Mate, as always, I am well. I am well. Love being here on Monday, getting the voice out to the listeners, and mm. they are chomping at the bit to hear what we've got to say, no doubt. You'd hope so. Yep. I certainly hope so. Yes. Um, Will, we're here. We're at the Robert Allenby Studios. Everything's clicking. Should we get in? Let's roll. We're here, we're live, the Sports Detention Podcast. Body. Mate, mate, here we are. Getting close close to that Christmas time of year. There's a mm. sense of joy and cheer in the air. Yes. yes. The carols. Yes, that's right, that's right. Mm. And ov- obviously us educators, well, we are getting keen. Mm, absolutely. Mm. On, the, on the last roll. Oh, nearly there, nearly there. Nearly there. Um... Good time to mention we've got our uh, Sports Attention Christmas special coming up for the football show next week. Yep, next week's going to yeah. be big. Make sure you are tuning in. Tuning in, yeah. So we'll have the uh, the Sports Detention football show crew in mm. into the studio. So, yeah, that's exciting. Something to look forward to, mate. But what else has caught your eye? Mate, The Rock. Mm, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. A big fan of The Rock. Are you a big fan of The Rock? Big fan of The Rock, yeah. But always had a bit of a man crush on The Rock. Mm, mm, he's yeah, just he's yeah. just that sort of bloke, isn't he? I remember when he won the WWF title back in, oh, it must have been the mid to late 90s. Mm, who did he beat? Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, no, he was having a bit of a... Um, Bit of a feud with Triple H. Triple H. And Vince oh. McMahon. Yeah, what were they called? Um, yeah, I can't even remember. The, the New Generation or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. Not yep. Gener- Degeneration X, but they were sort oh, of... Oh, the Corporation. The Corporation. The Corporation, That's yes. It. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. they had Big Boss Man in there. Yep, Big Boss Man. Yeah, now, yeah. I'll tell you who else was in there, and this is putting me old school wrestling hat on back to when I'm about 13 or 14, was someone who I just saw has re-signed with them, and Ken Shamrock. Oh, Kenny wow. Kenny Shamrock has Ken just Shamrock. signed. So. The Ankle Lock King. Yep, the Ankle Lock King, mm. and you probably know him from his um, UFC days, Gregor. Yeah, mm. did, uh, yeah, from the Lions Den. Yep. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, but anyway, getting back to The Rock. The Rock, he's a good fellow. I follow him on social media and I love to see what he put us out there. And last week on, on Instagram, he, he's put out there a, a video, basically half the screen of him, big grin, eyebrow raise. You know the eyebrow yeah, raise, yes, don't yes, you, mate? Everybody, yeah. Yep. We're and, smelling what he's cooking. And a particular joke which is getting um, uh, thrown his way. Now, so this has come from the Aussie radio show. Yeah, is yeah. It? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so it's come from that radio show. So The Rock has basically, um, you know, posted it out there to the whole world. So well done to them. And, and and they came up with a bit of a joke, a bit of a play on words from the old Scissors, Paper, Rock. You know the Scissors, Paper, Rock yeah, game, yeah. Gregor? Yeah, I'm, absolutely. Yeah, I'm Rochambeau. Yeah, I'm a master. Master. Okay. Yeah, undefeated. Love the scissors. Oh, love the scissors. <laughs> anyway, as the as the joke, uh, Rock was listening to the joke and then he burst in a laughter while he was um, sipping on a... Uh, Terramana tequila. Oh, of course. Yep. And yeah. um, bit of product placement. That's right, mate. Mm. That's right. Uh, Terramana being his brand of tequila. Yes. Um, 
and basically, um, uh, I believe the joke went something along the lines of, um, why is Rock the only uh, man who can turn a uh, lesbian straight? Mm. Do you know the answer, Gregor? Wouldn't have a clue, mate. Because Rock always smashes scissors. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. That's a good one. Yeah, so. That's a good one. So I, I can't for the life of me remember this radio show. We should plug in. We should, um, we should. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, you guys would have seen it on social media anyway, but, um, yeah, fair play to the boys. That yeah. was a good one. And fair play to the Rock. He, 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 mm. he got it out there and uh, had a big grin. And, and as I said, the eyebrow raise, which he's famous for. Yeah. So we and, love you, Rock. I mean, anyone like us punters here we we don't understand the concept of scissors do we (laughs) (laughs) but anyway moving on um mate what's caught my eye Mm. i i I just want to strap you to your seat no hang on nathan cleary to wear the blue and gold mate get excited nathan cleary to wear the blue and gold wow i am keen as mustard have you heard this mate oh mate i haven't but i am very excited i am awake as a Parramatta fan you must be chuffed but uh nathan cleary if you go and dig into the article it actually explains that he's um he's somewhat Given his word that he will represent Ukraine. He's given his word that he's going to represent Ukraine. Yeah. Right so on. sorry, Parramatta fans. It's not uh, not the Eels. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently there was a there's an article that's come out and uh, it's explained that Nathan has put a heartfelt uh, message out to the Ukrainian Rugby League and sort of explained there's a connection there, a family heritage thing where um, he would like to explore the opportunity down the track of yeah, right. yeah. not only uh, playing rugby league for the mighty Ukraine, but actually jumping in the trenches with Zelensky's army. Yeah, well. right, right. <laughs> I mean, that might be a rumour. That might be allegedly at the end, but, um, yeah, well, I don't let's know. let's just I'm chuck it, it on there. I'm anyway. throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Right, mate. Yeah, so... So um, I need to get back in my box store. And, well, um, blue yeah. and gold fans. He, he's not coming He's not coming to Parramatta. No, he's not coming to Parramatta. Right, you um, heard it here first. Nathan Cleary's not going to Parramatta. Hmm. Pickford shithousery, mate. You're a big Everton fan, mm. and obviously we're cross-pollinating here with the uh, football show and the Sports Attention podcast. But it deserved a mention. It does deserve a mention. Did, did you see Jordan Pickford's shithousery on the weekend? Because it I did, was mate. tremendous. Yeah. So Everton are on a bit of a hot streak at the moment. Um, they've they've won a couple in a row, but they had a great performance against Newcastle United. Yeah, they last ever. week, midweek. Now, first. Video I'm going to show up here is Pickford's shithouse dive. It is hilarious. So he's obviously, Everton are in front. They're just winding the game down. Pickford takes a cross and I'll let the video speak for itself. So the ball comes in. Pickford collects it quite easily. And then he just dives to the ground. Oh, what is that? <laughs> That'll do me. He dives to the oh. ground as if he's taking he's taken some sort of classic catch like he was Fatty Vorton out in yep. out in the uh, the deep covers. Now the Newcastle fans haven't taken lightly to it. So not only has he got through the match, but then there's a couple more videos here that I'll show where they all approach Pickford at the end of the match. He throws the gloves down. Oh, <laughs> just, right. look at that. Just stirring him up. Oh. And he's going at him. 
So uh, they're all in. They're all in. So basically, Jordan Pickford, for, for listeners' name, he's just winding up the Newcastle fans. They've got all the benches come in and they're sort of all trying to get a piece of Jordan. And Jordan's just lapping it up because he's stirring them because he knows if they actually do something stupid, they're, ba- they're going to be sitting on the sidelines yeah. for a while. So... Um, yeah, it's in his best interest to play along. But then, the final one. So he's obviously started to get the Goodison crowd on his back here, mm, and they're yes. all loving it. So then that has got him coming off, and he starts shadow boxing. Oh, so I he's coming one. off to the side. <laughs> How's his form, Grego? How's his form? <laughs> his form's good, but I just love the fact that he gives it a little shadow box. What a bloke. And then he comes out. It's almost like a half Billy strut as oh. well, like the billionaire strut with the shoulders as well. So Jordan Pickford, I mean, you can do whatever you want when you're winning football matches. So, um, yeah, well done with the shit shithousery there. I thought that was hilarious. Well done, mate. I am convinced that throwing the gloves down was what um, scared him away. <laughs> that was just an absolute <laughs> ripper. Oh, now this one that's caught my eye, this was sent in by a listener, mate. Oh, um, we now, love the listeners. Cricket. It's cricket season. It is. Um, the cricket run out. So, basically, what we've seen here is it's an old sort of – it's like a Masters cricket match. And, you know, there's nothing that shits you more than when your teammate runs you out in cricket, isn't oh, it? You yeah. know, just when there's just a complete miscommunication yeah. and the run out. But does it get as bad as this potty? So there's a little miscommunication. Yes, no, yes, oh, gets run out anyway. So old mate, she's storming off. They're having yeah, a bit of a word with here. his partner. Oh, he's throws oh. the, <laughs> throws oh, the no. bat. He's caught him flush. Throws the bat and nearly takes old mate's head off with it. And then quickly changes direction from the pavilion back to check to see if he's locked. That is an absolute ripper. Well done. Well done. So this one for uh, for the listeners and viewers out there, this one got me down the rabbit hole because you know I like a rabbit hole. Mm. So then I've gone down the batter's helmet getting revenge. So this is from the New York Yankees. So the batter here... Gets hits it into the deep, fielder out there, takes a great catch. Beautiful. So the, the batter, he's blown up because yep. he hasn't hit a homer. So he goes into the uh, dugout and he decides, you know what, I've throw the helmet. Oh, it's oh. <laughs> hit him flush. And the helmet has just bounced back and hit him and split his lip open. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, yep. Well done, well done. So it's just gone from bad to worse. Now... As we get further down this rabbit hole, now there was a one from way back in the day, Manchester United versus Blackburn Rovers, mm. and Rio Ferdinand was blowing up at a referee giving away a terrible call. Yep. So he decided in frustration to just boot the ball into the advertising hoarding on the side. Oh, yep, yep, yep. The right problem on. is he's, he's rocked back a little too far, got a little too much elevation, no. And the rest oh, happens no. Who's after he that. Caught? Who's he caught? <laughs> so, yeah, the referee's called the foul. Ferdinand's not having it, and he just boots it into the Stratford end. Oh, he's gone too high. And as they give you the slow-motion replay here, Nana, oh, who no. has decided to go out for a day at the football... Just wears it. She's in tears with everybody consoling oh, her. Oh, no. She's worn a full... Thud from Ferdinand right on the scone. Did not miss him at all. He got it flush. 
Oh, tell oh, you what. But it's not only the frustration that'll get you potty. What else, mate? Give it to me. Lamar Houston. Now, you've seen this one. Mm, We've talked about yep. it recently on the podcast where he gets the sack and decides to celebrate yeah, the sack. Yeah, no, this is – um. Yeah, this is – it all goes wrong very quickly. So the Lamar, Chicago Bears versus the New England Patriots yeah, well gets done. the sack, decides, I'm going to throw it out there, bang. Oh, yep, there goes me ACL. <laughs> oh, 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 that is a bad way to have a – probably a career-defining um, injury. Uh, definitely career-defining. You'll be sitting a bit on the sidelines. But, yeah. you know, we if we're going to finish off this yeah. in oh, terms well. of the things, we, we can't go past the NRL, we can't go past Tunza Carroll and Tony Delaharas. Oh, no, <laughs> poor old Tony. <laughs> oh. So remember this one where the Tony Carroll, so is it Jason Clark or someone makes a break from the Rabbitohs? I yeah. can't remember the name of the player on the wing. So he cuts through and then... No, it's not Jason Clark, but anyway, he bumps into Tony Delaharis, and then Tony Carroll's going to go over the top. Uh, <laughs> oh, and he's just having a sleep. Yeah, <laughs> he has caught him flush with the knee, right, right on the back of the scone, and poor old Tony Delaharis is out to it. And the rumor has it, and this is allegedly, I'll say that uh, Tony Carroll still wants an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Getting in his way. <laughs> oh. He had visions of Scott Sattler and chasing him down for a try-saving oh, tackle. And, he's, and oh. they had the slow-mo version oh, on that. And it's, mate, they wouldn't oh. show that these days. No. They wouldn't show it. Well, anyway, mate, that is what's caught my eye this Beautiful, week. Mate. A fair bit in it. Yep, nothing wrong uh, with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We love it. Some good... Uh, what's your favourite out of that lot? Like, I, I struggle to go past uh, Tunza, but... Yeah, um, you can't go past yeah, Tunza. Yeah, but... Um, you can't go past Tunza. And, I, I mean, Rio Ferdinand, I'm such a fan of Rio mm, yep. that that one upsets me because yeah. I go, oh, you've just... You just missed, mate. Yeah. You just didn't get that one right. Yeah. yeah. And the cricket one was a little bit too forceful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you, listener. Uh, we loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should we get into the footy, mate? Let's get into some footy, mate. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in here. Rightio, mate. Bit of footy chat. Yep. Lovely, mate. Lovely, mate. So we thought we'd go through a bit of pre-season as usual, and it's the Knights and the Cowboys up to date. So uh, Newcastle Knights, uh, big in. They picked up premiership winning player Jack Cogger. From, yeah, it's um, a good buy. Good get. Yeah, so he started his career in Newcastle when Newcastle were in the real struggle street days back five or six years ago, then went to Canterbury to join in their struggle street days, mm. and then... Did what I think every half is um, struggling for a bit of um. He went out to the real struggle street. <laughs> yeah, he went out, out in the wild west. He went out to he, he went out and spent a year um, mm. behind um, uh, Nathan Cleary and yeah, future um, Ukrainian seven. Yeah, future Ukrainian uh, seven, and um, now he's headed up there. Um, embarrassment of riches a little bit for them up there at the moment. They got Jackson Hastings in mm. at number seven, and they've got um. Um, of uh, Tyson Gamble, Tyson Gamble up there as well. So mm. um, where he fits in there, I'm not sure. But the way he finished the year, particularly with the way he played, really direct. 
I yep. think he's going to find his way straight into that team. And they, they finished really well last year. Yeah, um, it's not going to hurt them though. Like I suppose oh. with with Cogger coming in, like you you see the problem, but you see it's not a bad problem because they're the halves that they've got there aren't. Are very versatile, so yep. it's probably easier to explain it that way. They're quite versatile. Cogger can play a bit of nine. Mm. Braley had last season, was injured. Yep. So obviously there's looking at that. And also, too, Tyson Gamble and is a, a versatile half. And Jackson Hastings is a big half who could probably play 13 if he yeah. wanted to. Yeah, well, I, I think you're probably right as well. Um, the big thing, obviously, for them will be... KP, he, his form, he was absolutely mm. on fire to finish the year and everything he's saying in the preseason sounds like he, he's ready to fire mm. up again. And, and he's, one of the, he's one of the few players in the competition uh, when they're fit. I'm talking your Latrell Mitchells, your, your, um, your uh, Tom Travojevic players who can lift a team a and, and carry them mm. to very far... Very deep into a season. Yeah. What I will say is my concern for the Knights would be they would not be the first team that I have seen go on a streak to finish a year and just seem unbeatable winning nine of their last ten or whatever, having a nice little run in the semis. They would not be that first team who struggles the year after when the expectation is on them. Yeah. If you go back to about round six or seven this year, um, O'Brien was gone. Yeah, yeah, that's he, true. He yeah, was basically absolutely. out, and, and they they won a couple of games to get sort of that media pressure a little bit released, mm. and then they went on that incredible streak, and all of a sudden they've signed him to a new two-year deal, I think. Yeah. It, it'll just be they have the talent. They've got great forwards. They've got outstanding outside backs, and they've got plenty of depth in the half, if, if not a standout, plenty of depth in the mm. half now. It'll just be whether they've got that real desire to um, – to push on. Mm. Dominic Young will be a loss as well, though. Yep. Uh, and I, but I think, obviously, that reliance on KP will be telling. Mm. Um, like, you, like you mentioned before, we, we spoke about it with Manly last week. There is that reliance on uh, the one. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But, yep, looking good for the Knights. It's probably looking – they're probably looking in far better shape than they have in mm. a long time. Yeah, oh. I, I agree. I agree. Mm. Just very quickly, and I won't dive into this in too much detail because I, I sort of have mentioned this before, but you know how we've spoken spoken about Sean O'Sullivan spends mm. a year at Penrith, is the better for it, goes up to Redcliffe. Cogger seems to have done the same thing mm. as well now. Would you just sign Brad Schneider now for the 2025 season? He, well, I mean, it's an option. Yep. It's an option. But, uh, yeah. No, yeah. I say that a little bit in jest, but um, I, he'll, he'll find somewhere. Yeah, and and that's that's what you got to do. That's managing a roster mm. from not only from uh, the rest of the competition, but from Penrith as well. Hundred percent as a fan. Uh, uh, the Cowboys, mate. Yeah, Cowboys, mate. Um, poor season in um, definitely 20, was 20. in comparison to twenty twenty two. Very yeah. disappointing. Yeah, I mean they even ran up the hill. Mm, they did. They did. They ran up Castle Hill, mate. And um, you know they, yeah. they they just never came back down. Look, um, the Cowboys. The difference between 2023 and 2022, um, in 2023, like, say, for instance, Parramatta, they started terribly. Mm. They got to 10 rounds in the year and they had three or four wins in the bank. And the Cowboys halfway through this year went on a nice little run 
and won five games in a row, including beating an understrength Penrith, Melbourne and South Sydney maybe, who were doing mm. quite all right at the time. But they just didn't have the runs on the board. Those five wins in a row got them just inside the eight. And then injury, suspensions, Valentine Holmes missed the end of the year. And they just, they couldn't afford any errors. And the errors came. Uh, came. So, mm. look, it'll be uh, a big year. They've got a, a decent draw again. Uh, Val, you know, they obviously had that off-field incident with the um, with the uh, packet of powder, allegedly. Yeah, get him, get on Valentine Holmes. I'm telling you, top try scorer, 2024. Mm, he can well, find the line. He can find the line. So, the Cowboys will they be better than last year? I'd say so. Will they be a premiership threat? For me, it's all about their start. They win seven or eight of the first ten. Book him in for a prelim. Appearance, mm-hmm. anything less than that, I think they'll be battling for the eight. Yeah, they've got a good forward pack. Mm. I, I, I like. I've always liked their forward pack. Good young forward pack. So yeah, they will. Um, yeah, they'll be very interesting to watch early in the season how they get out of the blocks. Mm. Have been mm. known, well, not known, but suggested to be a bit of flat track bullies at times. The forward mm. pack don't like the real tough stuff when it comes their way, but yep. definitely a a pack of potential. Absolutely. Now, if we transition on mm. talking about forwards and ideal forwards, mate, James Fisher-Harris yeah, gold, wins the golden boot. Oh, no, no doubt he's the... Um, First prop to do so. Yeah, no doubt he's the best front rower in the game for me. I know Payne Haas has got um, mm. you know a lot of followers and rightly so, but for me, what he's done over the last three years out of Penrith... After um, or four years now, should I say, after RCG left and he became the number one man, mm. um, has just been outstanding. And if you go back and you look at um, that, uh, what was it, a Trans Tasman? Uh, no, it was a um, that the, the series Australia yeah. and New Zealand contested the final in a. Oh, cup. he was the leader. Oh, he he just absolutely destroyed the Australian pack. It was just so. Just to clarify for the listeners and viewers out there. The Golden Boot is now an international player of the year. It is. So yeah. it's not traditionally, I think it went up to 2017, where it was the best player. And yeah, sorry, I've led you astray there. Yep. But, but in uh, saying that, no, that, so that justifies what you were saying about, you know, the international matches leading into that. But can't it just be the best player? Like, I mean, if we're going to hold international football to such a high standard, which you know, mm. us here on the sports attention, we'd love it to be at that high standard. I mean, it's the golden boot. Yeah. You know, his NRL form justifies his international form, which then I think he's the best. He's a worthy winner of the golden boot. Let's not just say it's the international player of the year. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. And I guess from that point of view as well, like there are some nations who didn't, play this year so yeah yeah so you don't so you just they don't even get a show yeah and it's also too and i think it's it's really highlights that importance of you know if you're going to have the golden boot it needs to be considered against the super league Mm. so there needs to be that you know attempt to draw more eyes to the super league and we need to do that we need to keep Mm. it um in the we need to keep it over in the north of england nice and strong don't we 
Yeah, absolutely. Bit of connection there. What else is on, mate? What else has been happening in the world uh, of Another football? point I thought we should touch on was David Norfoluma is yeah. apparently a 10-year veteran um, playing out at the West Tigers. A prolific try scorer is refusing to train at the moment. Well, he had a little loan period there at the Storm. He did, he did, yep. Which, um, yeah, raises some questions in terms of this. Mm, and uh, that was 18 months ago now, I think. Mm. Uh, and he's um, he, basically he's not showing up because he's claiming unfair treatment. Yeah. So I, I haven't read too much into this, but the mm. f- first thing, and I, I don't know where you're going to go with it, but I would suggest, and the reason why I, I raise that issue about him being at the storm, is you can straight away, you know, question that it's not a part of him just not wanting to work hard, because I would assume that's what they demanded down when he was in Melbourne. So he's been in an environment... Mm where he's had to work his ass off, you would suggest. Yeah, definitely. Look, So he, I, I don't know what the story is. Yeah, not knowing but um, speculating a little bit, I guess. He's never looked out of Nick, has he? He's always no. looked in shape. He, he, um, he's always been able to find his way to the try line. And uh, you would suggest that he would be somewhat of a leader in that squad at this point in time as well. Yeah, look, the mm. sceptic in you would suggest they're trying to clear a bit of money because we all know that it's been well publicised they're going to be making a big money play for Jerome Luai very soon. Uh, that play may have cost them uh, picking up, um, may not have as well, but um, what's uh, Justin Ollum from the mm. Melbourne Storm as well. For me, this is Benji's first big test as a coach. There's so so the suggestion is that it's on North Aluma that he's saying, look, I'm not coming into training. I, I'd, I'd be interested as to what has possibly occurred for him to take that stance because if it's the club getting, you know, looking to move him on, you would think that, you know, they'd be saying don't come and he's saying, oh, I need to come to work. Yeah, well, he's on 500 thousand a year apparently mm. which is decent bickies and at his best he's certainly worth every, every penny of that i'd have to what it's been reported that he is claiming unfair treatment what that unfair treatment is yeah. is really only we can speculate at the moment because nobody has um suggested but the mm. hell with it i'm, I'm going to suggest that i i will do the suggesting it's i'd imagine it's something to do with wanting to move him on to clear the decks for jerome Lewis. yeah Okay. Yep. yep. Which is fair enough, and and how clubs will do that in house mm. can be very interesting. He could be have have been told that you're not in my my top seventeen. You, you know, you're going to be spending a bit of time working for your spot. There's other competition here with the young players coming through. Yeah. Look, and um, he, he, if he does move on, he'll find another club. He's, mm. he's a decent player, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Watch this space. Absolutely. All right, mate. But, uh, yeah, interesting point that you say there with Benji's first big test. Yep. Mm, it is uh, definitely that other side to coaching. A um, little quick mention here. Uh, Mark Nawaka Nawanga Tawazi. Nawanga Tawazi. So he's gone to the Chooks, mate. Done deal. Yeah. I mean, the Chooks get it done again, don't they? They just they lose their man and they look who's on the market, who is an absolute star and they look outside the box and and they sign um uh, a, a wallaby i believe yeah. he's played for the wallabies so i i don't get this one because i i look i'm going to be brutally honest i don't don't know much about him you know no, well, but you know when you got a player like Suwalihi coming in mm. who the wallabies have signed like yeah. we all knew who Suwalihi was before he'd even played first grade you know? yeah well they must see something in him 
Look, they've got um, they they've got Daniel Tupu there for another yeah. uh, twelve months. Wouldn't surprise me to see him stay. Dom for Young's a, just gone there. Yeah, Dom Young's there, so they've got plenty of talent out there. Mm. Uh, it all depends on where they see him playing. Is he a winger? Is he a centre? You know, the Roosters are such a good club. They're probably making no promises. It's like, oh mate, you know, yeah, come on, come yeah. on over. It'd be interesting, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, but I mean, obviously not setting the world on fire over in the 15-man game to think that, you know, the Chooks are, are kicking his door down to, to bring him over. So it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, well, does it pose the question? And we won't go into it in too much detail. Will there be a trade? Mm. Oh, well, that's, yeah, mm. that's that's... That's another one. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's it for the footy this week. Um, obviously, players will be going off, heading home, having a bit of a bit of Chrissy, Chrissy lunch over yeah. the next two weeks or so. So, yeah, uh, we'll be eager to see if anyone plays up. Yeah, definitely. Give us something to talk about. Yep. Uh, stream of the week, mate. What have you been on to? Mate, so... A couple of weeks ago, I watched a show, uh, The Andy's Tragedy, 50 Years On. So oh, you, yeah. Are you familiar with this? Is that the one where they ate each other? That's the one where they ate each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, Uruguayan Air, um, an Air Force flight that was uh, chartered to carry uh, basically a rugby union team. Mm, that's um, right. Uh, crashed as it was flying over the Andes back in the 19... 19- 70s, I want to say. Yeah. Apparently, it's brutal flying over the Andes. Like yes. any of the serious turbulence videos that you watch on YouTube are always flying over the Andes. Yeah, so, well, apparently the crash actually happened because uh, the pilots, they've flown uh, south to um, go through a pass where there's a bit yep. more space, a little bit lower, and then uh, and they need to fly through this pass for. I say 12 minutes and then they're the other side and they have to time it because you can't really see a hell of a lot out there. You just know your elevation is high enough and you time it. But one of the pilots has just made the error of going, oh, nine minutes is enough. (laughs) He's he's chucked a big right-hand turn and all of a sudden the mountain peaks popped out of this. And uh, somehow they've survived. And I think they ended up spending 72-odd days Mm. um, uh, in, in the wilderness and, you know, once they were just, once they were rescued, and they were rescued because two um, survivors actually trekked something like thirty miles over the Andes yeah. and actually found help. So it was an incredible story. And when they were found, everyone was celebrating. And, and all of a sudden, about a day or two later, the pennies dropped with someone going. How have you survived? What did you survive on? Well, <laughs> and they've survived by eating the other yeah. um, passengers after. And then you're just like, well, I mean, we can't have you anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, you <laughs> can you just go back into society? I don't know. There's yes. some questions there. So you know? it was an interesting story though, because the incredible story of survival, as I said, and they actually had a couple of the survivors that they interviewed. Oh wow! Who, who spoke about um, what had yeah. happened, and one one of the. Um, one of the men who actually walked and rescued the... Um, so they survived, and then about nine or ten days later, there was an avalanche and it killed another nine oh, or ten of them. Yeah. So it just was... Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, one, something that I thought was, um, you know, something you just wouldn't want to know, um, it reported at the end of the documentary that they um, actually were only about five, five or six miles from a resort. Oh. <laughs> they just had no idea. And yeah. uh, they walked in the other so direction. So they've hiked 30 miles yeah. in the wrong direction. <laughs> but like and they had the four seasons 
yeah, five pretty, miles the other way. So it's a ski resort. Like, yeah. I think it was, like it was, it was closed up for the. Um, oh, mate. Uh, for, but they could have busted in and you know lived off the supplies there. So bloody Lloyd Christmas oh. and Harry are over there, bloody chasing Mary Swanson. Oh, so over the other side of the mountain. Yeah. So I, 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 everyone, I reckon, has probably kind of heard a little bit about this story. Yeah. But um, you know, I'd um only had a nibble into it, so I decided to jump mm. right in. Mate, I watched a, a doco about uh, Vieran Tomic, who's mm. not no relation to Bernard. Um, <laughs> well, good, I might get However, he's, <laughs> he's the Spider-Man of Paris. So it's about this fella, he's like a, just a, a, a petty, you could say a petty thief, but he was stealing some pretty expensive shit. Um, where, but he was a Spider-Man of Paris because he had the ability to climb buildings. So mm. he would just was a really, really good climber. They go into his backstory, and you know, obviously, um, you know, he, he had a rough upbringing and the like. Um, I believe he was from Serbia. Yep. Um, family from France, they sort of sent him home, and then he came back, and yeah, sort of really struggled to find his place. But um, went into the military, learned how to climb. And then when he got out of the military, he sort of says, oh, it was the worst choice I ever made. But anyway, I had to get into it. I was a thief. That's yep. what I did. So, um, but he would go into like the most, you know, rich areas of Paris and he would just scale the roofs and just walk and then just find a window that was open while people were sleeping. And he'd just go in there and just rob whatever he could get his hands on. And they reckon he stole like... You know, just a normal night for him was just going through the windows and stealing, you know, $8 million worth of jewellery. Like, it was just crazy. And then just get, and it was, they were like, everyone spoke so highly of him. They were just like, oh, he's a real nice guy, actually. Like, he would steal stuff, but he was never violent, never did anything. And he was, he would say, oh, no, I just wouldn't want people to wake up. I'd just be really quiet. And, you know, and all these people, it was, it's sort the of honest like. Thief. Yeah, it's, it's. Almost one of those ones where you and the people who he had robbed, who were interviewed for the documentary, were just like, you know, one of the guys. He must have had so much money because he was just like, oh, this painting you stole this one. I was a bit pissed off about that one because I really like that one. I mean, this one over here that's worth 120 million. He can take that. I don't really like that one. That's not that. And I'm just going, what are you talking about? You are kidding. So anyway, it was really, really fascinating. But anyway, so he's broken into the, the Museum of Art in Paris and he's obviously had a dealer or a buyer mm. that sent him on a mission to go and get these oh, right, paintings. Yeah, yeah. But he was, because he'd been stealing artwork from rich people for so long, he actually knows a lot about art. Yeah, right. So, so he was in there and he was just... He's a well-researched Yeah, thing. so he was taking this stuff and it's crazy how it goes into how... But anyway, they, they sold him short. So they... The fellow who had organised, well, we'll give you 50,000 euro for each painting that you steal, didn't pay him. Oh. Paid him 40 grand or something for, you know, half a, a million dollars worth of... And he gets picked up by the, the cops. And he's just like, oh, no, no, that's just what I stole tonight. He said, see that poster on the wall with all the Museum of Art? He goes, I'll tell you about that one. <laughs> so it's it's just bizarre. Like, and he just throws. He goes, "Well, you didn't pay me, so I'll throw you all under the bus." Oh, happy days! It's um, yeah, it's a, a fascinating story. Didn't I see that bloke in Ocean's Twelve? It were, it's <laughs> exactly. It is the basically a. a there's got to be some sort of crossover there yeah. with um, with that film because that yeah that obviously I forget what his name was that that actor in that one but he was yeah. yeah. 
it was almost like a French version of the Simpsons thief. Oh, the cat burglar. Oh, the cat burglar. Wasn't that a shit? Oh, take me back. Abraham Simpson cracked oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well done. Well but, yeah, so it's a good one. So if you do see that one on the Netflix, um, the Spider-Man of Paris, um, you do have to put up with um, with dubbed um, voiceovers because mm. they do speak French. But, um, no, it's good, mate. It's a good one. Happy days. Go I like check it, it out. All right, mate. What's next? Oh, integrity report, mate. That was the wrong button. (laughs) (laughs) Integrity. This is Democracy Manifest. Rightio, mate. The integrity issue for this week, mate. Do you do heights? Mm, What What do you like with heights, mate? Uh, nah, don't like heights, mate. Not like heights. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of heights. They don't stop me doing things. Like, I would not mm. go out on a, a like, a, a you know, a balcony to see a nice view, but I don't find them incredibly – I don't feel incredibly comfortable with them. I'm not jumping out of a plane. Yeah, see, I'm a bit funny. I would jump out of a plane. Mm. I've bungee jumped. Yeah, right. No way. Um, yeah, but I, I do get a bit uneasy at heights – on buildings, I'm like, ah, oh, I do like the ground. The mm, ground's yeah. good. Yep. But, um, yeah, I was I come across this video, mate, and I'll play it, where I, it's somewhere, I was assuming I'm going to say in China, but there's these people, and you know how you've got those, um, like, clear walkways yep. and those, those sort of yeah, decks? Yeah. And these people are crossing, and, mate, I've never seen fear like this in my life. And you see as the people are crossing over, they're just like, <laughs> like trying to grab a hold oh. and it's over like these canyons and they're just holding on for dear life but it's like handrails and <laughs> and just clear underground. I was just like, they look like they're just terrified. Now, <laughs> all right, so I would like to think I would handle it a little bit better than that but full disclaimer – Ten years ago-ish, a um, bit more, I was um, travelling around the States with some mates from uni and we found ourselves in Chicago and we went to the top of, um, you know... The Windy City, mate. The Windy City, Sears Tower, it used to be called. Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah, not yeah. sure what it's called now, but... Yeah, uh, pretty, yeah. that was very famous. Yeah. Because that was the biggest tower for a, a while, was it? Yeah, or? yeah, for a long time, I think. Mm. And uh, anyway, they got a... A glass bottom balcony. Yes, and uh, it's not so very similar to yeah, what this yeah. video shows. It's yeah. on nowhere near the level of that, but a glass bottom balcony. Mm. And so I've walked out on that and had a bit of a Captain Cook. I wasn't <laughs> loving it, mate. I wasn't. I'm not gonna. I wasn't out there for yeah. an extremely long period of time. So I went up the Agel du Midi in. Um, where is it? Bloody um, Chamonix. Yeah, yep. So you go up into the and there's sort of like a clear viewing deck yeah. there and it's very similar to that and it's they they give you the cotton socks and whatnot yeah, yeah. And you're standing over there and yeah that was a bit it's there's not <laughs> as far down because you're sort of up in the clouds in, yeah in the alps but um yeah this is an absolute pisser i'll play this one more time for oh. us mate. like these they're mortified to be they on are. there it is <laughs> he's, he's the one behind, he's right behind him. Jeez, I tell you what, they've given the glass a good polish. Oh, that is, mate, yeah. That is crystal clear. That That's a river, mate. Oh, mate, you, that's a good idea. You just spray them with Windex oh. and go, right here, head on up there. Head on up there and go and roll around, guys. Oh, mate, jeez. Oh, All right, so what are we saying, mate? Integrity report heights, we're going for it? 
Go for it. Let's yeah. go. Go for it. If it makes us laugh like that, yeah. heights are good. Uh, Rightio, mate. Happy days. All sports? All sports. Fight game, mate. Fight talk. Mate, um, another fight night card yesterday. It was a good one. Good one. Good one. I don't know if you caught any of the fights. No, not over the weekend, mate. Um, there was a bit of boxing too. Um, Devin Haney uh, had a fight. Uh, I haven't I haven't caught up with that one yet, um, but he got the victory in the boxing. Yep. Um, however, because I spent most of the, most of the day yesterday watching the UFC, mate. Mm. Um, so Song Yudong versus Chris Gutierrez. Um, that was the the fight night card, but it's all really leading into the big pay per view this weekend with um, Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Yep. Um, however, Song Yudong got the unanimous decision over Chris Gutierrez. Um, Khalil Roundtree defeated Anthony Smith. That was a good fight. Yep. Anthony Smith is a former title challenger, so he's got some got some uh, reputation there. And Khalil Roundtree just comes in. He's that Muay Thai, absolute nicest, one of the nicest guys you'll ever see around the world of MMA. And he just put on a show. And um, Anthony Smith, it was a late... The way um, you say it, there's not a lot of nice guys floating around the world of MMA. Oh, there are. So you, you, they stand out when they're a good guy. You yep. can tell it's genuine, especially. Um, and it makes it... Even better because they can kick your head into another dimension as well. <laughs> like so, it's it's always fascinating. But um, yeah, Khalil, I, I think his story, if you go back, was he was like morbidly obese, working in like an MMA merchandise shop, and then just said, "Oh, because I work here, I might train." And he's turned into one of the most elite fighters. Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, he's it's a it's a crazy story. Um, but spends a fair bit of time in Thailand. Yeah. Um, and you can see the evolution of his game since he has been over there. That he's got a really really good Muay Thai base. Yep. And it's um yeah it's really fun to watch. It's yeah, fun right. to watch. Um, Anthony Smith, yeah. So obviously he was on the receiving end of that. He he was game. He come forward, but yeah, just a real fun fight. Um, Nazrat Hakprust, he beat uh, Aussie Jamie Malarkey via TKO. That was a big win for him, for, for Nazrat. He, he sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, got the goods, um, over Jamie Malarkey. And another, uh, disappointing one for Aussie fans would be Shannon Ross, uh, TKO'd by Hyun Sung Park as well in that. Um, so it wasn't the best day for Aussie fight fans, but there were some really, really Bit good fights. Bit of a fights. rough trot for all you fight fans, all right? Am I yeah. right in saying that? Yeah, I think so. Oh, you know, we're, we're fighting on the high, on the big stage. It's good. Mm. Um, Tim Elliott had a good win. That's a, probably another notable one on that card as well. Yeah, um, yeah he's always game and comes out. But um, looking at this weekend, mate, it's, it's going to be a cracker. Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington and... We'll dive a bit more into that next week. Licking your lips, mate. Oh, I'm ready, mate. It's it's going to be a cracker. I'm I'm really interested. Leon Edwards, he's a beautiful martial artist, technical, but Kobe, uh, Colby Covington is just so game and mm. just brings a high pace and just really, really good wrestling. Um, Leon Edwards is has has got very good. Um, defensive wrestling, so he's very hard to take down. Um, even Kamara Usman struggled with that, and he's 
as elite as they come. Yep. So it'll be a really, really interesting fight. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Mate, keen as, keen as. Headline of the week, mate. What's your all sports headline of the week for this week? Mate, I couldn't go past the big news in the world of golf at the moment. Two-time major winner and our man, Johnny Rambo. Johnny Rambo. He's joined Live, mate. He's living it. Yep. Uh, can I ask you a question, mate? Why wouldn't you? Well, that's a good question. Mm. Mm. Like I'd say, the pay packet's fairly decent for him. Yeah. He still gets to play the majors, and it looks by all... Uh, accounts that they're coming back together very soon. So yeah. you jump on that train, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, anyone would jump on it unless you're Rory. Well, he's sort of can, – can I suggest – and what do you think about this? Can I suggest that he's basically – He's snookered. Yeah, he, he's snookered now, isn't he? Yeah. He's made his bed. He he's can't. got a lie in it. Yeah, which is a shame because – Oh, I mean, his bed, he's still laying on silk sheets. You know, oh, it's yeah, not, it's mean, not, um, yeah. It's not the worst thing. Yeah. It's – um. But he's almost taken moral high ground, mm. and now everybody—it's like the PGA lost because, yeah, well, you know, Saudi's got all the money. Weren't they always going to? Yeah, I. But then uh, I'm surprised. I'm glad it didn't last as long as it possibly could have. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair call. In saying that. Rory's going to be the fall guy for the PGA because mm. everybody else can just sort of slide in the back door like Johnny Rahm and the rest of them can go, oh, well, I'll go and play a season to live. And, yeah. You know, the, so I think to be respectful to someone like Rory, the PGA should be really pushing for this amalgamated team format and go, Rory, look, we're going to do you a favour and try and get it sorted so you can go and be a part of it. Yeah. Because it's the least they could do for Rory. Oh, definitely, definitely. Especially um, if he wants to play in... In that tournament. Yeah, I doubt they're going to uh, do that because I imagine there's still a few... Uh, they're ironing out a couple of the um, the nitty-gritties and, you know, basically, can we have some more money? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Or they're just waiting for all those who hate it to fall off the perch because yeah. the old-timers. That's right. That's right. I love it. Mm. I'm on board. Rightio, mate. Headline of the week. What about you, mate? The Lakers take home the Amco Cup, mate. Amco Cup, yeah. Mate. The, so the Tui's Cup yeah, for uh, late 80s rugby league followers. So I, I had to ask a few guys because we're not the biggest basketball sort of connoisseurs so here. So have you gone to our basketball expert? Have you? I have gone to a couple of basketball experts today to talk about the in-season tournament, yep. also known as the NBA Cup. Yep. Now, NBA... Do yourselves a favour, listen to us here at the Sports Attention. Just fucking kick the whole in-season tournament tag. Yep. That sounds stupid. Go with the NBA Cup. Yep. Like the FA Cup, like, you know. Get on board. The Amco yep. Cup, the two in season, The in-season tournament. I mean, are we yeah. playing in the under-9s? Yeah. Oh. oh, is it a knockout day, is it? No, oh, mate. Come on. It's a, the in-season tournament. Just call it the NBA Cup. The NBA Cup. Get a good sponsor on there. Yeah. Who? Someone so, jump on it. Anyway, the NBA Cup is designed as a tournament that essentially is there's there's a window between November, December and January that they clash with the NFL. Yep. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how much you love basketball, you ain't bigger than football. You know, all the biggest events in American television are football matches. Yeah. So basically, they're going to NFL. Tr- we're talking. Yeah, NFL. Yep. Yeah. So basically, and last year, I believe there are a couple of World Cup matches. Yeah. Which is understandable because that's the four-year thing. Lacrosse as well. 
Not cool. Maybe in France. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, not France, Canada. Um, however, they've just designed this to try and spruik a bit more interest in, you know, NBA mid-season to compete with, with the numbers and the eyes. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I did see LeBron James, who got the MVP, get given his championship hat and then throw it into the crowd. So I don't know if that tells you how interested Bronny is yeah. about it. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I You just hope with this sort of shit so, that it's not just a oh, five-year thing and they go, oh, well, that didn't work and they move on. And oh, Well, it doesn't sound like they've done it right to start with. Look, you know, as you said, listen to us. Calling it the in-season tournament yeah. was your first mistake. Second of all, giving the prize instead of a ring or a medal or something, you give the players a hat. Yeah. Like, or was that just an extra? Yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's almost like hemorrhoids. Like, they're called hemorrhoids. They're not called inner rectal, you know, fissures yeah. because that's just too confusing. They're called hemorrhoids. And everyone knows them as hemorrhoids. That's exactly right. So we know it as the NBA Cup. Mm. Let's go with that. So hang on. Just before we move on, is it now officially called the NBA Cup? Well, it has to be. Yeah, good. Yeah. Right, sweet. Thank you. Right, yeah. first. Um, second headline, mate. Hopefully there is a bigger bounty in Valhalla. Now, mm. I don't know if you caught the NFL today, but the Raiders versus the Vikings. So we're talking about, you know, the two, the pillagers, yep. the, the two teams that, that pillaged and tore, you know, towns apart. And it was a 3-0 win <laughs> to the Vikings. 3-0. Oh, oh, that is just Imagine un- watching an NFL game for four hours and getting it 3-0. So I missed it. Uh, talk to me. Was it some sort of atrocious weather? Are we looking at snow? I just looked at the score and went, oh, this is disgusting. That That'll is do a, me. Yeah. So I, 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 3-0. Oh, it's a field goal. That is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, um, I can only think the weather played a part. Um, I do remember hearing there was some sort of major weather events going on over mm. there, so perhaps there was something going on. But look, that is just an absolute bludger. I mean, apparently they didn't play with hands. Well, they all tied their hands behind their backs. Yeah, and so to only get one field goal as well. I mean, come on! Like, <laughs> honestly, Johnny Wilkinson must have been sitting back going, "Oh, come on!" Oh uh, yes. Uh, <sighs> Anyway, oh. sorry for bringing that name up here. Yes. Um, anyway, mate, anything else to finish us off there? Look, just a couple of quick mentions. Uh, Tiger's back. So Tiger came back and was playing, mm. um, uh, returning from um, significant injury again, I believe. I thought you were talking about North Luma. He no. came back to training today. <laughs> he no. came back 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, no, um, uh, Tiger's back and he's looking in good nick. He's looking mm. in shape. So um, good. All the best, Tiger. I hope it all goes well for you, mate, in this mm. latest comeback. Go get yourself another major. Go sign with Liv, you know. Imagine Tiger at oh. Liv. Oh, mate. <sighs> uh, the first thing you go in there is and you hear those team names and you go, no, nah, well, this isn't happening. Do you remember you you watched Entourage back in the day? Mm. Remember when that – who's that um, that Saudi guy who, who was uh, – yeah. No. The, the the guy who would who owned the studio and he would just go like ten prostitutes you get ten <laughs> prostitutes you just give it. imagine that's I how I would imagine they would um, deal with Tiger Woods yeah just go Tiger well, what would you like what would you like mate what would, what you, would you like, like? Tiger yeah. Bentley yep have seven have seven mate. how many have. prostitutes yeah. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> well, that that might be that might be a sticking point. They might not be able to get to the number the tiger wants. Allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Oh, we love you, Tiger. We love you, Tiger. Uh, speaking of a very popular figure, um, Rafa Nadal is. Yes. He's announced that he is going to be returning. He's going to be playing in the Australian Open, and really? he will be um, returning to official competition at the Brisbane International. Wow. It, it, you know what would be really good if Rafa just went, you know what, I'm going to come back to tennis, but you know what, I'm just going to play the fucking French Open. Yeah, I'm just going to play I'm the I'm just going to make sure nobody ever wins on clay again. I'm just going to win for the next 10 <laughs> years, and that is the end of it. Oh, <laughs> i tell you what, um, I reckon Novak would just play for 100 years just, yeah. <laughs> just, just to beat him. Uh, uh, I say that like it's a bad thing that he's competitive. No, 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 we love it. We love you, the Joker. But uh, yep, the Brisbane International. I saw the final of the Brisbane International about ten years ago, mate. Uh, the great got, got to see the great Roger Federer play. Mm. Loved Roger. Fan. Yep, huge fan. Bloody Leighton beat him. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I lo- like. I love Leighton Hewitt. <laughs> I like. I mean, just me and my mate. You know, the only reason Leighton Hewitt. Never, you know, won a lot of majors or, a, you know, Grand Slams. Was Didn't win as many as he could have. No, and it was because for the first three rounds he went to fucking five sets. <laughs> like he was so much of a grinder yeah. that he got himself into trouble. He, he just didn't have a big weapon lately. He didn't have a massive server yeah. or forehand, so he just relied purely on his grit and determination. And once he turned 22, he didn't have the legs of an 18-year-old yeah, anymore. Right. So yeah. he, was, he was... Mind you, we're talking about a US Open and Wimbledon winner. So I'm oh, gonna, mate. Yeah. And world number one, mate. Leighton yep. Hewitt. Yeah. Well done, Leighton. All right, mate. Davis uh, Cup captain. Oh, the, bring back the Davis Cup. Yeah. You know, we did... We did just miss out on winning a couple of weeks yeah, ago, but no. it doesn't have the prestige it once did, I feel. No. Especially when we're not winning it. No, that's exactly right. All right. Uh, an argument or a discussion, should I say, for another day, I guess. Mm. Uh, punt, mate. How'd you go on the punt? Oh, mate, well, the Heat won comfortably on the, on the first game against the Stars, so well done. But then their um, third game of the tournament was actually abandoned due to rain, I believe. But did you see another yeah. tournament... Uh, another game got ba- uh, abandoned in Geelong last night. I saw, I saw the one I I flicked it on the other night when uh, when it was on the rain delay. Yeah. So I was a bit I was a bit disappointed about that. But I'd saw an article today around it just being a piss take. What what was it that? So the the um the covers leaked. Oh. <laughs> so it was at Geelong. So Mate. you know it's not at I guess as a well known cricketing ground, but they just. Uh, the old tarps got a hole in it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Mate, I saw a school cricket game like two weeks ago and I had less grass in my backyard than there was on this wicket. Like, surely you can play. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, mate, the, the amount of money they would have lost for that is just astronomically. Just so, yeah, anyway. Let's have some fun. Yeah, have a bit of fun. Yeah. Okay, so avoid bet. Yep. Um, no pun for me. I forgot. I just completely forgot. But I tell you what, anybody who took my tip and went with the Premier League, it delivered. I hope some of the listeners at home were on Bournemouth or Villa because Bournemouth absolutely hammered my Manchester United mm. and they would have been paying good odds. They would have been paying very good And money. Villa beating Manchester City, yep. that would have been oh, easily 12 bucks. Yep. Nostradamus over here, he has mm. picked it like a nose. And once some more chat on that, 
tune into the football show. Yeah, coming absolutely. Up. Football show. We'll, we'll dive right into it. Lovely, mate. Um, uh, penis of the week. Uh, mate, putting myself on the spot here. Oh, um, I forgot, yeah. Yeah, so did I. But oh, uh, I, I really can't go past the um, covers out of Geelong, mate. I yeah. mean, the amount of money, as I said before, that that's going to cost the um, the uh, Big Bash League and mm. potentially sponsors is just astronomical. Look, I don't know whether there were extenuating circumstances, but you got to get that right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the fans are relying on you. Mm, that's right. That's right. Um, look, I'm going to go. We're going to cross pollinate again because this one, uh, Mikel Arteta. No, oh, mate, I nearly went. I nearly <laughs> yeah. went there myself. So, for anybody who enjoys a bit of football, enjoys the football show, will know that Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager, he you know has had a, a bad couple of weeks ranting and raving about the referees. But anyway... He's and put, we haven't missed him. He's put an abundant amount of pressure on his goalkeepers and then his goalkeeper comes back <sighs> and then makes two blatant mistakes midweek and then the commentators after it go, so talking about the goalkeepering errors, and he said, I don't know, I didn't see it. What are you talking about? He didn't make any errors. What are you talking about, mate? <laughs> mate, dead said. Like, that answer was just absolutely absurd. It's like, you know, you might as well talk to a brick wall. Oh, mate. It was unbelievable. It was like, oh, you just can't admit that you're wrong. But seriously, the pressure that those goalkeepers are under at the moment is it's just plain as the nose yeah. on your face. They are just... And it's yeah. his fault. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly his fault. Oh, yeah. but anyway, yeah, and so Mikel Arteta, you, you're a penis of the week. Plus he's whinging about everything else as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, penis of the week. Um, I can't think of anyone else I could throw under the bus. Penis of the week. All right, mate. Well, that is absolutely lovely. Mm. Wrapped up. Yep. No worries. All done. Yep. All good. Um, I'm just trying really hard to find anyone else who deserves penis of the week. To be honest. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Oh, do you know what, mate? It's going to come to you the second we switch off here. Absolutely. Yeah. And for anybody at home who has a penis of the week, they want to flick it through, you know where to get us, at Sports Detention on all your uh, social platforms. Mm. And for all of our listeners out at Yenda, home of the Blue Healers, oh. we say goodnight. And farewell. <laughs>